It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Let's welcome tonight's guest. He's known for reaching across the aisle to tickle me on bus rides. Co-host of the five, Harold Ford Jr. This first-time guest has more offensive lines in the NFL. The comedian and host of the stand-up special Dog Belly on YouTube, Big J Okerson. His jokes are why his kids tell people their father's dead. <laughs> Actor, writer, and comedian Jamie Lissau. You call it an ankle monitor, she calls it a fashion accessory. Fox News contributor, Cat Tip. Somebody get a doctor for that lady. Hey, Harold, you know, um, I was with him for a while until he said it was offensive to him that he can't play a black person. Is he speaking strictly from being an actor and that, or is he just like missing... Uh, how would you feel? How would you feel if he played you in the Harold Ford Jr. story? I think it'd be great. I think one of the things that he's missing, and I thought Margaret Hoover did a great job with him, is that there are not a lot of stories. There are not a lot of opportunities. He didn't, he didn't miss out on roles because he didn't get an opportunity to play an African-American character in some story. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's happened in Hollywood and one of the things that's happened, I think, in all of media is that you have Margaret Hoover, who's a great interviewer and has a great show. We she, get it. You like her, Harold. Well, our, kids, our kids are in school together, but she... I knew it! But, but she, here's the thing. She couldn't have done that show 20, 30, 40 years ago. The thing about Richard Dreyfus, he's always been on the inside from the standpoint that he at least had the opportunity to compete for roles. And he had the opportunity to compete, I think, for two reasons. One, the stories were written for more stories are written for people like him. And two, there was some inherent racism. Now, I think his point about mandates and some of the things, some of the inclusivity things have gone too far. And you and I have had that conversation in public uh, and in private as we talk about these things. But I think he needs to be mindful of the fact that the more stories that are written, I actually dream of the day when he gets denied to play a character that happens to be black. Would you and have that been- other actors who, who may be white have, have, because that's when you know that we've reached a point where there's equality in terms of the stories being told and the roles being offered. You you wanted to be a point of equality where the shark would eat black people. Absolutely. Because I mean, that's the thing with Jaws is there's no black people being eaten. Right. And he didn't. And it was a great white. <laughs> Could have been a great story. <laughs> they have to redo Jaws. They have to redo Jaws from a, from a black perspective, Jamie. You know, Jamie, you're kind of an under, underrepresented category. You're kind of a lonely, divorced man in Alaska. Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty miserable. I got some roles coming to me. I think you're right. <laughs> yes. um, you know what I learned? Uh, I learned from Dreyfus. I learned old people don't give a. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you get a certain age, you just say like whatever you want. And I'm kind of with you. Like I was with him at first. I do think people, if we if we have a person available that could play themselves, like why not do that? Like you know about me. Everybody knows. Like I used to, like I delivered pizzas. Like I was a pizza delivery guy. Mm-hmm. And so many times I'm watching a pornographic movie and I'm like they just threw someone in there you know to act and I think it might be good for you know people watching to have a relatable sized penis it's like <laughs> that's true does it always have to look like the boom mic is is on screen mm-hmm. um but in all seriousness I think he made some great points at the beginning and movies are about being immersed 
mm-hmm. in the movie. And I, have you ever had it where like inclusion or it takes you out of the movie? Yeah. Because you go there doing this. I was watching like there's a movie. This plane was like running out of gas, and the air traffic controller was like a like a, a guy with a dress on and a mustache. She was like, "You're getting too close to the plane." <laughs> And I was like, I don't even care what happens to the plane anymore. I want to know about the disaster that's running air traffic control. <laughs> I'm like so interested. I don't know. I just th- I think it hurts the, yes. the the experience of the movie. You want to like watch the movie. I don't want to think about characters or acting. Right. I don't want to even think about the, the lonely guys around me with their coats over their laps. <laughs> <laughs> Big J, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You know what's weird? I think like with something like this, it's okay to do diversity because they're not operating on anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're not flying planes. But if this bleeds into that, then we're in trouble. Yeah, it's a weird though. Like, yeah, it's not a skills position you have to worry about. But <laughs> it, it is strange. Like the the blackface. What do you remember? Uh, the Chuck Norris super film Delta Force Part One. Yes. Robert Forster played a Palestinian terrorist, <laughs> also in blackface. Yes. Now, as a Hollywood-adjacent Jew like myself, mm-hmm. what are we going to do, hire an actual Palestinian to do that job? Yeah. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anything with the, Also, I don't disagree with his points at all. However, maybe he's got to tell, like, maybe a younger actor to pass these things off when he was <laughs> when he was sitting on his back ass on the Bill Maher show he was making some pretty good points but by the time I mean on the PBS show he was just get off my lawn energy the whole time yes. so no one's gonna hear the points cause it just sounds like a crotchety old man yeah it's bitching. true it's true why didn't he say this sooner that's the thing they'd wait until the career's almost over cat and then suddenly they're speaking their mind yeah you know? by the way I've been raised this whole time. <laughs> the ultimate Shyamalan twist. That's a good idea for a movie. <laughs> it Richard is. Richard Dreyfuss has been racist this whole time. <laughs> yes. M. Shama- How do you say his last name? Shyamalan? I always screw no. up. Shyamalan. <laughs> Shyamalan. There you go. I'm guessing. Yes. <laughs> so, Kat, what do you make of this diversity inclusion BS? As you can judge by my question, I think it's BS. Yeah. I, well, I don't understand how it doesn't come up more that some of this seems like it could be a potential HR violation. Right. Like the LGBTQ stuff, when exactly does that come up in a job interview? Right. Like, so you like music? So who do you like to bang? <laughs> is it guys? Is it girls? You mix it a little bit of both? We need to know because that determines whether or not we hire you. Yeah. That's actually what you're asking people to do. I feel like that's pretty invasive mm-hmm. and it's under the guise of inclusion, but I feel like I would be pretty uncomfortable in a situation like that, and I think most people would be. So I think it's gone a little bit insane. Yeah, so you'd have to judge a book by its cover. Yeah, or like, you look gay. Is that true? Are you gay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, go for a job how? in a movie in Hollywood, I'd say throw on a flannel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. You're not reading. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> Bring a, leave a power tool in your purse. <laughs> not that kind, cat. All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. So sweet. 
Does the son of RFK have the goods on the CIA? Democratic primary candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. doubling down on his assertion that the CIA, what's wrong with me, was involved in the assassination of his uncle, President John F. Kennedy. Yes, RFK blames the CIA for JFK being DOA, LOL. <laughs> he also has a less popular theory that the CIA was behind the breakup of Menudo, but the details <laughs> remain murky. He said this during an interview with the shadowy figure known as Sean Hannity. You know, I wonder if he can black up uh, his claims with millions of pages of documents. There's millions of pages of documents, of uh, CIA documents, of, uh, of transcripts, of recorded conversations from the Cuban embassy in, in Mexico City. There are confessions of people who were directly involved in the plot, who were involved in the planning of the plot, uh, who were peripheral to the plot. Mm, what a nut. Next, he'll say Jeffrey Epstein was murdered <laughs> when the evidence is clear that he died from COVID. <laughs> but I wonder if Mr. Kennedy has anything else to bolster his claims of a CIA plot, like maybe Congress investigated it or something. Either way, when Congress, 10 years later, investigated the crime with much more evidence than the Warren Commission had at its disposal, Congress found that, yeah, it was a plot. It was a conspiracy. Mm, so he openly disputes the findings of the Warren Commission, but not mentioned the Elizabeth Warren Commission, <laughs> which found that JFK was 100 percent Apache. <laughs> Didn't know that, did you? Jay, uh, are you a conspiracy guy? Is this actually still a conspiracy or is it almost like a real theory? Um. I don't know. <laughs> I've never cared who killed JFK. <laughs> I assume it was one lunatic on a hill, but maybe it was the CIA. <laughs> Either way, there's nothing I can do about it at all. <laughs> but I will say, I did not hear a word that RFK said. That voice was, he sounds like Fonzie trying to say sorry. Yeah. Oh, I remember that episode. Yes. That's what he, Jamie. That's so good. But he has like he has a vocal dysphonia used to be worse. It used to be really bad. But I mean, it is like I think it's going to be a challenge for him in, in running for uh, running for office because that voice is like and it's not we're not making fun of it. It's just sounds. Do you think we'll ever know? Why don't you run for president and win? And then you could tell us. So my, my father was in Congress when these commissions and these these some of these investigations were. So some of the things he talked about, there's certainly ambiguity around it. His candidacy for president, we talked about on the show on the five the other day. He and Marianne Williamson are probably not the most serious of candidates that could run against Joe Biden in a primary. Yet they're polling somewhere between combined between 25 and 30 percent. I'm a believer that if we're six weeks from today and they both are polling at the same levels or a little higher or in the same same category, you're going to find different candidates in the Democratic Party wanting wanting to run, believing that the vulnerabilities that President Biden has in his own party are so severe and high that maybe they should. I happen to agree with you. It, 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 can, you can't imagine. I think he's a serious guy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy. He's done serious things in his life, but his candidacy is not one that I take seriously. Mm. But if you're in the White House, you have to take seriously that he's polling at 20%. He's polling at 20% uh, against an incumbent president uh, who is ready to run against Donald Trump. Uh, and even in that same poll, it shows that Donald Trump is now 
ahead of, of Joe Biden in, those, uh, in that head-to-head matchup. So this could lead to something else. If not, you know, Joe Biden's got to get out and start telling his story. If not, he'll find himself, I think, in a bigger, bigger heap of trouble. Were you listening to that, Jamie? What did mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, all of it. His dad did, did a thing, and it's like, what's up with that? Can I go to Alaska? <laughs> Can I still go to Alaska with you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's possible that this, the CIA did this. You know, they're so sneaky. I actually, I kind of wish I had... I kind of wish my girlfriend was in the CIA mm-hmm. because then I wouldn't even be allowed to listen to her work stories. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? You know, that's a great joke because, like, just thinking that you might have a girlfriend is funny. <laughs> Damn it. I thought you were going to compliment the first part. She was like, Karen, into then I go, hey, it's classified. I don't you think it's very possible that they're like, what, why wouldn't the government like I worked at Arby's and we didn't tell the whole truth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so much like I, they, I think they in some senses, they treat us like children. I think a lot of the covid stuff, they treated us like children. And think about how many lies you tell to your children. My kid the other day said he wanted me to take him to fly a kite. And I was so tired. I told them the sky was closed. <laughs> That's a good one. I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, that's good. You're a good dad, I think aren't it's you? possible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I mean that as a joke. Oh. You're a terrible father. A lot of uh, backhanded compliments. Cat, <laughs> you distrust the government more than anybody I know. It, you believe in your heart that the CIA did this. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, I do distrust the government. I do. And it's also like everyone's like, oh, he's so crazy. And there's a lot. I think, honestly, him thinking that, you know, JF, you know, the CIA killed JFK is like maybe one of the least crazy things that he said. I mean, mm-hmm. he's very, very environmentalist guy. He said, you know, certain companies that don't share his views should be shut down, stuff like that. But when he might have a controversial opinion of how someone died, it seems like a less big of a deal when we have a current president who has incorrect opinions about whether or not someone died. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, where's Jackie? You know, you remember that? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Heath doesn't even know who is and is not dead. Right. So having an, a controversial opinion of how someone died seems like a lot less big of a deal when you put it in perspective what we're currently dealing with. That is true. All right. We have time for one quick thought. Jamie? Oh, I was just going to say, if anyone wants to see me do comedy, it's like what I do on this show, but I get laughs. I'll be at Las Vegas from June 8th, uh, 8th through the 10th at the Laugh Factory. All right. Jay, are you playing anywhere when you want to plug? I'm all over the place. You can go to BigJayComedy.com for all my dates. And then Dog Belly, my special, now available on YouTube. Check e- it out, please. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Harold. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Big Jay Okerson, Jamie Lissau, Cat Tip, our studio audience. Fox Inside Out, Dreamy Trace Gallagher, Sex Up, Don't Get the Line. Love you, America. Listen ad free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.